Looking to start your own website? The first thing you need is a domain name, and the best place to get one is at GoDaddy.com. With your domain registration, you'll get hosting, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code RON, that's R-O-N when you check out, and get your .com domain name for just $7.49 a year. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Hello, this is David Heyman, and I'm the producer of the Harry Potter films, and this is MuggleCast. Because, by the way, this is MuggleCast, episode 205, for August the 14th, 2010. Welcome, everyone, back to the show. It's a different show this week. Well, slightly different. We're, we're not talking chapter by chapter because we got some other chapter analysis to talk about this week concerning the big Deathly Hollows split. It was finally revealed, uh, but lots of questions, right, guys? Lots of questions surrounding the split. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, is it a good split? And, uh, you know, was this intentional or is WB furious now? We have uh, Nick joining us, too. Uh, it's been a while. Hey, Nick. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good to have you on. Wanted to get the British perspective, of course. Oh, thanks for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. It's going to be a big uh, Deathly Hollows Day as we catch up on news, read some emails, and a lot more. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Mike Atanamo. I'm Matt Britton. And I'm Nicholas Myers. Micah Tannenbaum, what's in the news? Come on, don't hold out. Let's go. All right, well, earlier this week, Entertainment Weekly revealed where Deathly Hollows will be split. And for those of you who don't want to know where the movie is going to be split, please skip ahead. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> or, how or, many minutes to skip ahead. <laughs> just skip the entire episode. Yeah, skip the entire I episode. I would say... Actually, go back. Just re- review older episodes of MuggleCast. Like like that one where we interviewed David Heyman. That was kind of cool. That was a good one. Well, I'll put in the show notes how far people should skip ahead. So there's no question. You can do an exact skip ahead. All right. So go ahead, Micah. Now, now that the people who don't want to be spoiled are covering their ears, where... Is it split? Dun, dun, dun. Well, as I tried to say the first time around, it will be split, according to Entertainment Weekly, at about chapter 24 of the book, uh, which is where Voldemort goes and gets the Elder Wand from Dumbledore's tomb. <gasps> yeah, it's very dramatic, I know. Hold on to your seats. Had we considered this? No! We haven't, and that's why it's so awesome. No, because are you, Mike, are you? Do you think? All right, in there. Yeah, that scene. You don't think so. That scene where where Voldemort's actually like 
you know, at Dumbledore's tomb and grabs the wand and is 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 mirthful. The lightning comes that only out. appeared in the in the most recent trailer, you know, that that was like a few weeks old. So I I don't think we we guessed simply because we didn't really know that this was going to be a pretty big deal that that he shoots lightning up into the trees and he's all happy. Like we didn't even know that scene existed. In a but way. the hint, it, but Eric, I mean, if you think about it, if, I just watched the trailer just a couple of minutes ago, and it kind of has like a little bit of a hint that that would have been the split because that's the point in the trailer where it goes to black for a few seconds after that scene. Oh, oh, oh! What did the credits roll? Did the credits roll, Matt? Britain? No, Is that... no, the credits don't roll. No, 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 they cut it. Before Is the there like a produced rolling. by? Boom! You know, the next no, summer. it's all you know, it's already done. It's already edited and everything. It's in the trailer. You're just you're just waiting on directed by David Slade. I I don't think that that's gonna be I I don't know about that. That would be no. If I, that's I, the I, very I'm very kidding. very 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 end. I I feel like yeah, but I feel like it's a I feel like they need to need to end on Harry, like like maybe Harry waking up from a dream in which Voldemort just had the underwood. Doesn't doesn't Harry see through Voldemort's eyes the opening of Dumbledore's tomb? The spider-like hand swooped and pulled the wand from Dumbledore's grasp, and as he took it, a shower of sparks flew from its tip. Sparkling over the corpse of its last owner, ready to serve a new master at last, and that's what Harry sees through Voldemort. Oh, you guys are right! Damn it, that's, gonna, aw- that's so hardcore. Harry have a reaction shot today. I decided to read chapters twenty-three and twenty-four, sort of to get a good idea of what the end of part one will be, and I think it's perfect now because because there there's a big action scene, and then there's the sort of the the calm point at the very end where it's sort of a resolution but it's also a huge cliffhanger so it's got everything an end of a film should have well chapter 23 ends with dobby's death which is very 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 sad right and then so there's so so you have action sadness and then and then cliffhanger yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well, it's such a perfect cliffhanger, too, because the way that the movie's laid out, that's right after you fi- figure out what exactly the Elder One is and wh- how important it is in, in this fight, you know, the final battle. It's the one that everyone needs because it, it cannot be, you know, it, there's no other spell or wand that can power, overpower that wand. And then we finally, f- and then we finally see at the very end of the movie that it's Voldemort who has the un, you know the elder one, and they'll spend a lot, a lot of time on that scene with Ollivander and Shell Cottage. You know, saying how, oh yeah, P.S. You know, this wand, the ma- the elder wand, is huge. No, you need it. And then, you know, a few minutes later, you see Voldemort taking the elder wand, and everyone's going to be thinking, well, how, how the hell did this happen? You know, what's how is Harry going to save the day now? You're really not prepared at all for this. <laughs> well, I wanted to read what David Heyman said to us uh, when we spoke to him back in June. He said the script for part one was written with an end in mind. The first draft was written with one ending, and as we developed it, it went to another ending. And then we reverted in part to the original ending because we felt it allowed us a more emotional conclusion and felt like it was more complete. But we've added this other scene, which I think is really amazing, and I can't tell you where the break is, I'm sorry, but I do feel it will be incredibly dramatic, very moving, and make people want to watch the next film. So do you guys think this fits in with with what he said? I I don't think that we've yet figured out what that additional scene is, uh, because this is obviously in the book. Um, Well, wait a second. In that original preview of parts one and two, we see Ollivander talking about the Deathly Hollows. It's rumored there are three. 
So what if that's like part of the new scene? Yeah. So so all this all these things are happening. All these scenes are going on. Why would they have needed to add a scene if the book is in, or if the movie is ending after Malfoy Manor, Dobie's death, finding out about the Deathly Hallows, and Ollivander talking about the Elder Wand? Where would they have any room? And what purpose well, for storytelling could it have served if they added a scene now after all that stuff takes place? I. I- I don't think it's a new scene. I don't, I, I think it's exactly what Nick just said. I, I think they possibly have created this three brothers scene where they casted the three brothers. They've casted death and, you know, they're going to tell the story, but the viewer is going to be able to see it instead of just listening to it. And I well, think Well, they that should that do that is, anyway. Is, well, but I mean. Even when, even when Hagrid is telling Harry about Voldemort killing his parents, they cast his parents. They showed it, you know, on screen. Reading a story out of a book is is dead air in a movie. I, do, I don't see how there's ever a way that they wouldn't have cast the three brothers and death and showed it. However, I mean, I think that's a great ending, and I think it's a good idea that that could be the ending. But but now with, with Malfoy Manor, it, it, if, if the movie had ended, if part one had ended with the tale of the three brothers, it would have meant that both part one and part two... Uh, the movie opened at the Malfoy Manor, which I think is is good. The the whole scene with Voldemort taking the Elder Wand, it's um, it it basically like shifts the the plot of the story too. I mean, it's like er, like wherever things were going, like things the, the game has changed now that Voldemort has the Elder Wand, and I think that I think that's probably a, a wise choice to end the first part. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, because now the focus, because that leaves the focus is. Harry needs to somehow defeat Voldemort. How is he going to do it? Knowing, now the audience knows that Voldemort has this wand that apparently nobody can defeat. Unless there's a flaw in the plan, of course. Well, because everything was towards, you know, the... Oh. uh, The entire focus was on the Deathly Hallows. But but after that now, Harry knows that he has to start focusing back on the Horcruxes. Because that's the only way to defeat Voldemort. Not with the Deathly Hallows. And now it's kind of obvious now because Voldemort has one of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, technically, it's a balance of power thing too because you're watching probably through through the the first part of 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 this movie or or most of this movie, I guess, uh, Harry going about destroying the Horcruxes, and you think that he's slowly starting to gain the upper hand, and then with Voldemort coming now and taking this Elder Wand, and and the movie potentially ending with this scene, it's a complete momentum shift. And, you know, you're leaving it with such a huge cliffhanger as to, okay, now Voldemort has the upper hand and, and we're moving into movie two. So, I, I mean, I think it really would be a, a great spot to leave it off. Mm-hmm. Well, most... And I okay. hope I hope the last shot is not Voldemort sending that spell up into the up into the sky because, <laughs> frankly, I thought that shot was kind of corny. So maybe if it's not that shot, maybe it's that scene but a different angle or something. Well, yeah, I mean, they probably do like a close-up of Voldemort just like laughing or something. I don't know. Is he no. <laughs> sending up an announcement that he? Ha- I mean, what what do you guys think well, he's doing? He's really probably not. just having fun with it. I we may <laughs> see like more spells coming out of that wand. I mean, oh well, th- does that mean he's like trying it yeah. out? Yeah, well, I mean, works? he's just so really. That's... It's almost like. Yeah, Voldemort's version of Dumbledore's gleam of trying. You know what he's doing? He's, he's sending a Patronus to his BFF Jill to let her know that he's now got the the other one. He's like, oh my god, I have to text my BFF Jill. <laughs> he's playing with his new oh, toy. But Who's Jill? His BFF. Oh. Well, most movies that end with a cliffhanger you, usually consist of the the heroes getting like a very powerful blow getting, from their enemy. Yeah. Like, um, m- like, mo- right. 
like in um, Empire Strikes Back, when you know Han Solo gets put frozen in the whatever it's called. Actually, that movie has no ending. Empire. I'm still convinced. I'm not convinced. Empires because they're because no, they're on the ship. That's what it is. It's it's it. Well, no, it's it is no. It's a cliffhanger. That's why it's not an ending. They're on a ship and they're they're gazing. It's a into cliffhanger space, though, Eric. It's not, it's not an ending. In so I I that's not a cliffhanger. That's <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. It's all right. It's, it's definitely a cliffhanger, Eric. <laughs> I I think it would be really cool if you know because Harry supposedly is witnessing parts of this as he's at Shell Cottage, so. If it kind of shifts back to Harry realizing that Voldemort has the Elder Wand and yeah. then it goes dark, I think that would be a more impactful cliffhanger than maybe if maybe if Harry turns to to Ron and Hermione and says he has it, guys, or yeah, just you know, right. or Something even like, like Harry or Hermione asking what's wrong and he just doesn't say anything and then it goes to black. Yeah, or he just goes, "Oh bollocks, not again!" Cut a cut to black. <laughs> 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 yeah, um I think also ending the film in this point getting back to the to the actual split. Um it allows them to resolve a lot of things like it, it kind of contains the first half of Deathly Hallows the story and 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 it in a really nice way because Ron and Harry's fight for example uh, you know, all of their traveling through the woods is now contained in part one of the film. So, you know, Ron and Harry, yes, they have an argument, they break up, Ron goes away for a real long time, but it's not one of those things where you're going to be waiting eight months to see Ron come back and apologize. You know, it's yeah. a, they've already, you know, Ron has come back, he's, you know, he and Harry have, have gotten along, and now they've got bigger fish to fry, they go to Malfoy, you know, they get snatched up, and, and it's a big deal. So, it's it is i can see what david Heyman, you know was saying as far as being uh you know a fitting a fitting emotional spot because you've been through so much oh yeah uh, at 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 that at that point and then davi's death at the very end and so. it's in addition to that it helps with the start of the next one because you're not thrown straight into action you're still at the show cottage they start planning their gringotts break in and you're not thrust back into your second film straight away. It allows them to separate them more clearly. You end on a dramatic scene and you start back on a, a slow um, footing and lead up to this big battle, which we know will take up most of the, the second film. Because I know that was one of the things yeah. a lot of people have been concerned about, was that this is, I think, two-thirds of the book will be covered in the first film. And I know a lot of yes. people were worried about, well, yes. what's that going to lead to the second? I think that's second? good news. But yeah, I think that's good news because yeah. WB for a while has been saying the second part's going to be all about the battle, and that's been yeah. proven with this with this uh, reveal of the split. All that's left, and also with the Gringotts, that's something else to look yeah. forward to because we see, like Nick, you mentioned, uh, because it's going to be we hear them planning it, but obviously we don't see it. We won't see it in the part two, so that's another sort of cliffhanger. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. ooh, we it's get actually... to watch them go to Gringotts and break in in part two. In the U.S. edition, it's almost exactly, uh, chapter 24 ends on page 501, and the book without the epilogue ends on 749. So we're talking 500 pages into the first movie and 250 pages into the second movie. That's a third. My math tells me that's a third. <laughs> that's absolutely, absolutely unequivocally a third. So. And- Matt decided to take a look at all the big scenes that are in part one, so we so now we know how many major scenes we will see in that first part. 
And there are quite a few. Yes, this makes me happy. Yeah, we have... That you oh, did this, thank man. You. This makes me really happy. We have the Seven Potters. We have Harry and Scrimgeour, you know, talking. We have the Weasley Wedding. We have Grimwald Place and the confrontment oh, yeah, of Mundungus Fletcher. Confrontation. The confrontation. Confrontation be- of with Mung- Mundungus Fletcher. Thank you. We have uh, Harry versus Lupin, that little fight. We have the entire ministry scene, you know, inclu- including some umbrage goodness. We have Harry versus Ron, their big fight. We have Hermione and Harry's visit to Godric's Hollow and the fight with Nagini in the uh, little children's playroom, as we saw in the trailer. We have the destruction of the locket, which we also saw in the trailer. Uh, We have the tale of the three brothers. We have Malfoy Manor. And then, like we talked about, we have the death of Dobby and then Voldemort taking the Elder Wand. And I mentioned this on the last episode uh, concerning all the footage that we saw at Comic-Con. We do see that shot of Voldemort coming down face-to-face with Dumbledore in his grave. So that has to be one of the last shots from part part one. And it's got to be a very... I think that's going to be a very epic moment because you're you're seeing dead Dumbledore right there. And Voldemort just opening up his, his, uh, his tomb. And I think that's going to make emotions run high, too, leading up to this big cliffhanger. Or this cliffhanger that's being created right in that moment. It's seeing dead Dumbledore. I'm very excited for this scene. Yeah, it's this is probably the best choice they really could have had. If you really think about it and how it falls with uh, all the other events in part one, this is just so epic. Yeah, it's like Voldemort has the upper hand. Like it's almost like you're questioning, "Wow, how's Harry gonna defeat Voldemort now?" Well, I was, I was not. I gotta be honest. Until this episode of MuggleCast, and until really this list that you did, Matt, I was not terribly excited for part one of Deathly Hallows. I mean, I feel like most of the footage we saw, I feel like, was from part two. Maybe that's inaccurate, but I was convinced for a while that they were just going to release Deathly Hallows part two first, simply because of how much darn footage we saw from it. Like, I was not getting a lot of feedback about part one. I did not see how it was going to play out. I didn't know what was going to be in it. Thank God now that we have the split that, you know, I can begin looking forward to all of these scenes that you've listed. So. I got a question for you guys. Do you think it was a good idea that they kept the split, the secret, for this long? Well, I wanted to talk about this, too. I don't think this was supposed to get out. I don't think WB ever planned for Entertainment Weekly, of all people, to introduce it with a sentence going, By the way, the split is at <laughs> Chapter 24. That is not how they intended I, I it to be. I think I think somebody somebody told Entertainment Weekly on set, and that was just a big mistake. Uh, I don't think it was Heyman. I don't think it was one of the directors. It must have been, gosh, I don't know. An onset crew I mean, member or something? We don't even know. The, the worst part is, we don't, I hate to say it, but we don't know if it's like a, if official official. Or we right. don't know who to that, think. that was the thing I was going to say. Let's, yeah, see, let's well. say that e, yeah, Entertainment Weekly went on the set three, four months ago. They could have changed their mind since then, so <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. You would think they kept it this long, they would want to make like an official announcement. Yeah, I, especially now it's out there. I don't think they wanted to say it at all, because why bother? Why would you tell people? Why would you, you not? want the fans. They haven't showed a damn you want the thing book about fans. part one. You want a secret left for the book fans, so that's a fun secret. I don't. I think this was an accident. I think seeing seeing the the books translated to film is 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 a good experience. I don't think where it's split is really going to matter. 
But that's well, just me. No, because some people, you know, some of our listeners and people on MangoNet, they didn't want to be spoiled. And that's because that's because they want to they don't want to know. They want to be watching this film and they they want the cliffhanger to catch them by surprise. I don't they really, want the screen really to go black and they'll go, what? Yeah, yeah, that's a good moment. I mean, I don't really consider this a spoiler, though, because, like, in previous movies, you knew where they were going to end because it was exactly where the book ended. So it's not, it was never a question where a Harry Potter movie was going to end until they decided to split this one. I don't think knowing where it ends is really... Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you, spoiler. Eric. But so, but don't, but I mean, you, it's kind of a new thing though, because it's not actually two different books. It's the same one and they split it in half. Yeah. Like where people who knew when the movie was going to end because, because it was the end of the book. This isn't necessarily the end of the book. It's, it's somewhere in the middle and they kind of wanted to surprise everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a surprise. I mean, it's it's, it's, something like that though. It's something as big as the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows film part one and two you know, the release of the split, that's going to get leaked. I'm surprised it hadn't before. Like, maybe somebody yeah. left it in a bar, and maybe someone from EW picked it up. And, you know, <laughs> it happened to Apple. People said it would never happen to Apple. And it did. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've been secretive. They, they, When I was on the set, they didn't say a thing. Of course, everyone was asking, but every time someone asked, it was just like, Oh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. When, you know, they, they had an idea. They just don't want to tell us. <laughs> and, and same thing with Heyman. If you look at Entertainment Weekly, I mean, they're obviously a very popular magazine and, and they do these Harry Potter editions, you know, right before these movies come out. So maybe they just got an exclusive. And, and if you look at that whole article with, aside from the pictures that were in there, Really, the only thing that's of any value is when they talk about the split. Right. But that's why I think they didn't know. They didn't know how big news this is, which is dumb for an entertainment magazine. That should have been on the cover. <laughs> I don't think we they did. Have is, it, is, I don't, is it not on the cover? No. Well, Harry Potter's on the cover, no, but it doesn't yeah. say, say the split. Here's the split. Yeah, something that huge. It has to be like front, like headline news on the cover. Because look, look at all the entertainment websites today. Every entertainment website is posting. By the way, posting our article about the split. <laughs> it's big news. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They said it so matter-of-factly in the article. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's in chapter twenty-four, page four hundred seventy-seven. You know, and they started the sentence with "by the way." They saw. They, <laughs> by the way, they, they did not know that this was important information. You guys cracked me up. Shame. By the way, I'm giving you one of the few secrets left. Meanwhile, we've franchise. done how many podcasts trying to figure out where the split was yeah, going to be? Yeah, exactly. Count and them. and it we has been talked to news. the producer, and he wouldn't help us. Out. <laughs> and there have we've reported in the past alleged splits. I mean, one of the cast members uh, a year ago said the split was what was it? Right snatchers? before? No, right when they get caught by the snatchers. Yeah. So, and and it's changed. You know, it's actually around that time. The, the the guess was pretty close. Well, yeah, maybe that was where that was that, probably maybe part that was when the they changed yeah. it. That was probably the original idea. I feel like even if this was the last inside scoop that Entertainment Weekly ever gets, <laughs> it was worth it because I don't think there was a, a reason for them to withhold the split. As I've said before, I think it's good that we finally. Oh, I agree. At, at least you know it might not be official official, but Warner Brothers hasn't said please take that news post down. So it's you know. Well, here's the other yeah. thing we. We got a report the other day about alleged footage that appeared in Japan during a Harry Potter right, did event. that not happen? Okay, and all the Harry Potter sites posted about it. It was fake, and WB did not tell us it was oh, fake. Oh, no. 
they just let all the sites go. So that's why I don't I don't really trust them. If the split, whether it's accurate or not, I don't think they would tell us. Well, did did anybody tell you what the actual footage was? Was it just the same stuff that appeared at no, Comic Con? No, we have a whole description on our site. It's like a whole whole. Yeah, but it's not real though. But that that event is it the video? Right, but, no, it's just text. Yeah. But we didn't. But that didn't happen at all. We trusted somebody like on a different. The, the screening huh? happened, right? The screening in multiple cities. Right. So they should have told us yeah. it wasn't... Yeah. No, well, yeah, but no no new Deathly Hollows footage aired at all. They only played the ABC Family Clips. <laughs> Who sent us that review? We oh. Should... Seriously. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. cool. So anything else to say, guys, about this split that was, by the way, leaked by uh, Entertainment Weekly? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think it's perfect. I really do. And and by the way, I mean if you look after that chapter, you see I, they practically go right into Gringotts. So part two, it'll they'll have part two will open with Shell Cottage, and then they'll head straight off to Gringotts and Gringotts, and boom, there's the action. Yeah, it's what Nick was saying uh, before. I think it it gives sort of an opening to part two of of Deathly Hallows that right sort of slow pace um, before you get back into the action it's not just going to open up with fighting you know kind of you know just the way part one will open up with malfoy manor and the killing of uh that well, teacher i'm looking at the the u.s version of deathly hallows and the the picture for the cha- for chapter 25 shell cottage is just harry sitting on a cliff looking out and shell cottage in the background he's just looking out the cliffs i think that'd be an awesome scene to yeah. start the movie in yeah. i agree powerful as well sitting there thinking about what's ahead of him what lies the, uh, in front of me the question i had for you guys is uh, i think eric mentioned before that this chapter ends on page 501 of the books how long do you think that will make deathly hallows part one i bet they're time? aiming for about two two and a half hours for each yeah so they got plenty of material to to fill in you know, for in part part two i mean we just went through the list of big scenes plus all that other bs in between all these big scenes so i think that there's plenty to look forward to (laughs) but do you think that that they probably since it's two-thirds of the book basically that they're going to cut a lot of scenes out if they're both going to be around the same but i mean there's a lot of time camping in the in the first half of the book so that's (laughs) why i think that's why i think yeah that's true that they're dedicating they're putting two-thirds of the book into part one that way they can take out all uh, some of the camping stuff. And we're all excited just for the battle, so good thing we're going to have two and a half hours. And the rating, that. I mean, PG-13 probably for both of them. Yeah, I think so. You see a dead house elf yeah. in, in part one, that gets you at least a, a, a PG-13. If well, Mad-Eye dies pretty much right at the very beginning right. of the right. movie. And a freaking snake comes out of a fill of backshot's mouth. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time. Oh well, God. we got some <laughs> feedback about this. We asked through our MuggleCast Twitter, what did you think? What do you think of this split? And here's a few pieces of your feedback. Grace said, all I can see is a dead figure on the floor. Voldemort picking up the wand, some dramatic music, and then blackout. Not excited. So Grace isn't too happy about that buildup. I guess just because it, it, it's a... You're, I don't know. I don't get what her issue is. Who's on the floor? Well, I think I think at first glance, I mean, uh, at, I mean at, at first, your first impression of you know the ending without really thinking about it 
I mean, it is kind of subpar to some of the other scenes in the book, like like Eric said. But if you go through the chapters and see what actually goes on, it just it, to me it made more sense. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, okay, um, uh, I can take it or leave it." But if you put it in context, it it, it makes sense, and it seems like the perfect ending for part one, at because, least in my opinion. Because it's telling the viewer Voldemort is in control of this wand that Harry was just talking to Ollivander about. This wand that nobody else can defeat. So that's why it's so right. important. Yeah, and, and I think what you mentioned before, too, you saw the scene, but I can only imagine the chills it will send to people's spines to see Voldemort hovering over Dumbledore's dead body. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And by the way, it was a very quick shot. I did not see, like, the entire scene or anything. It was just very quick, but Vold- uh, Dumbledore was laying on his back, and... It was, you know, it, so Dumbledore's taking up the bottom half of the screen, and then Voldemort comes over top of him, and he's taking up, like, the, the, the top half. And it's a very, very close shot. You can see every last, last, uh, whisker on Dumbledore's face. So, other feedback. Kyle says, now that I think about it, Voldemort getting the Elder Wand seems a perfect place to end part one. Jenny says, never thought of, of the split to be then, but a good idea still gets Still gets has, still has a lot of tension and a good lead in for part two. Paige says, "I honestly think they should split it where Dobby is killed, and they end up at Chell Cottage. It just seems like a good place." I, do you guys agree with that? I don't. I don't think you can't end it on a house of dying. I think that's that's too yeah. sad. That's no depressing. way. Sarah says, "Can't you hear the music now? It swells to insane heights, then comes to a screeching halt as Voldy holds the Elder Wand. Very dramatic." I agree with Sarah there. And finally, Dreas Bo says, perfect. Leaves you with a Empire Strikes Back feeling of how are they going to win oh, this. Matt I totally like this. stole this I like tweet this. earlier when he... I did not. I swear I did not I did sure. not steal this. It's it's common knowledge. This this person obviously knows yeah, their movie. Just because you haven't seen Star Wars I have doesn't not. mean other people can't. No, no, no. I've not seen it. Refuses. I may have to see this one just to get an idea of what a good cliffhanger is like. But anyway, uh, Dre Spo says, also it has a climax. Malfoy Manor, an emotional punch, Dobby, and a cliffhanger. Elder Wand. I agree with her 100, or him, 110%. So anyway, there's some other news going on that we're going to talk about. Go ahead, Micah. Uh, Also earlier this week, uh, Emma Watson on Twitter uh, launched her Join the Final Battle campaign um, to give away 100 tickets to the world premiere of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. And uh, by Andrew's astute calculation, he figured out the 100 days from the date uh, that Emma Watson gave would be on November the 11th. No, so no, that no, is no. when. No, 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 that's in the terms and conditions. Until the film comes out. Oh, it's in the terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick uncovered that as well as some other. Uh, oh, I, I was giving you credit here for for figuring this out. That's not credit. That's embarrassment. I would not sit there and count a hundred days yes, down. You would. Let's see. Tomorrow would be ninety nine, <laughs> and the next day's ninety eight. Well, it's not. It's not that hard to figure. No, anyway, right. the, the the world premiere of Part 1 in the United Kingdom will take place on November the 11th. Right. So which, everybody's excited, right? I Nick, did do math excited? during this part. Yeah. If Is the it going to rain? It, it will rain. I did do this math. If the world premiere is on the 11th, which is a Thursday, then the U.S. premiere will likely be 
after the world premiere, because the world premiere has to be first, it's the world, will be on November 15th or 16th, because the premieres in the U.S. are always on a Monday or Tuesday. So if you're in the U.S., if you're in the New York or L.A. area, I recommend uh, mark, mark off that little spot in your calendar, 15th or 16th, for the premiere. I, I think that's, you know, unless they move the opening to a Wednesday for the film, which is completely possible, then the premiere may be a little bit earlier. Right now it's set for the 19th. Could move to the 17th. But anyway. And I'd bet on New York. I yeah. just have a feeling about that. Well, plus Dan's going to be in New York for the musical that Eric is coaching him in. But he can't even lend his voice to a video game who says he's going to show up at the premiere. <laughs> yeah, too good for it now. Well, uh, you know, speaking of Emma, there was a picture of her standing in, in front of a 100 days until Deathly Hollows Part 1. Frankly, I don't think there should be a 100 days countdown for this one. I think it should be for the next one. Because that's the final one. They're, they're, God, I can't imagine what they're planning, but I hope it's huge. It has to be a huge countdown. But anyway, so we saw uh, Emma posing in front of a banner saying 100 days. And, of course, she's got the new haircut that everyone's been talking about. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> I, 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 I love Emma, but I, and, and unless she's a listener, in which case, yes, I love it, Emma. Um, I, I had to, I had to go Google pictures of her old hairstyle to. I missed it. It's not good. You know, yeah, a lot of people freaked out. Like, I don't know, some people are just so harsh on the internet. Uh, but I, I like it. I don't think it's bad. I'm happy for her because it's something she said she wanted to do. Isn't yeah, it? So, she felt so relieved. Isn't it about business if we like it or not? Listen, I mean, like, gosh, it's, some people are just so mean. Period. Yeah, I feel bad now. Yeah. Well, the question now yeah. is, will she keep it or will she grow it back? If she grows it back, she must not have liked it. She was lying to Entertainment Weekly when she said she loved it. What is this? What is this? A contract you have with your hairdresser? I'm just saying, if she doesn't want to keep it, we'll see it grow back in, and uh, it should be back to normal length by maybe part two. Maybe it's her winter cut or something. Maybe she wanted less hair. Maybe she was tired of it. So anyway, this join the final battle campaign. It's only open to UK residents, unfortunately, but it is pretty cool. I mean, a hundred tickets. That's a pretty big uh, part of the uh, premiere area that they're dedicating the contest winners. So. That's cool. What else is going on, Micah? Harry Potter, the exhibition, is headed to the West Coast. Oh, good, good, good. It's coming to uh, Los Angeles, right? Like I hoped? No. Seattle. What? This, Sorry, Andrew. You know, this is the stupidest. And, okay, I gotta be honest. I have a friend who's who lives in Seattle who's very excited about this. But this is the stupidest thing. Why? <sighs> Seattle? Like, Why? Why is it not in Southern California? No, that's true. There's and by no the way, this is the final stop on the U.S. tour, so it's yeah. not coming. Down. No. Well, here's here's the problem. No, here's the problem that that I that I do sympathize with people with, and 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 look, I I realize that this hasn't gone abroad yet, and it will. So so people can relax. It it will go out of this country, but it stayed in the north. It, I mean, Chicago, Boston, then it went up to Canada, and then over to Seattle. This is the northern part, really, of of the United States and I guess southern part of Canada, but it didn't go anywhere else. That's I true. Mean, it, it didn't go <clears throat> down south at all. It didn't go, say, to Florida. You know, it didn't. Texas. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's a large percentage of the country that uh, here, and let's face it, the, the, the largest 
proportion of Harry Potter fans are in this country, um, you know, just by the number of, of books and that have been sold. So, uh, it missed a very large percentage of the population here by staying strictly in the north. And, and I'm interested as to why they decided, you know, to, to kind of stay in that geographic region, not go anywhere else. I have an idea. I think, I think this has nothing to do with picking those cities. I think what happens is they pick a general area and then they say, okay, start bidding. So I think in this case, in the case of Seattle, all these uh, West Coast contenders bid for the exhibition, and Seattle had the largest bid. Final news item for today is a special one to all of our hearts. Micah Tannenbaum is having a birthday on August 17th. Happy birthday, Micah. Thank you. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Micah. How old are you turning? Thank you. What's that? How old are you turning? I will be 28 years young. Oh, that's it? Oh, that's not that That's it. What, were you expecting me to say 30 or something like that? (laughs) And in related birthday news, our own Ben Shane is also is having a birthday on August twenty fourth. He's turning the big twenty one. So lots of lots of birthdays this time of year. Yeah. And he's only twenty one. <laughs> only twenty one. He's beyond his years. As he I is like to say. wise beyond his Andrew years. Andrew is older than Ben. That's well. That's that scary. that that always made sense to me. Let's get to Muggle Mail now. This first email comes from Sarah, 19 of Connecticut. She writes, Hey guys, as a longtime listener, I've been with you since the beginning. I love when you guys do chapter by chapter because it helps me relive the books when I don't have time to actually reread them. However, I work at a daycare and things can get pretty boring at nap time. So I started rereading the seventh book. When I came to chapter 18, The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, one of the lines struck me as ridiculously familiar. On page 350 of the American hardcover, J.K. Rowling writes, Quote, he had spilled his own blood more times than he could count. He had lost all the bones in his right arm once. End quote. I then realized that I had just heard Andrew say those exact words on the last MuggleCast when he quoted Chapter 2 of Goblet of Fire. I then realized that I had just heard Andrew say those exact words on the last MuggleCast when he quoted Chapter 2 of The Goblet of Fire. I love that this one line is so reminiscent and humorous that it became a type of small motif. Also rereading Harry Potter 7 makes me think of how kick-ass the Hogwarts professors are. I may just spend all of part two running around the theater not even knowing what to do with myself. These movies are going to be incredible, knock on wood. Thanks for reading, Sarah. That was a cool catch. And good timing, too. If uh, if we had uh, never done that chapter-by-chapter chapter segment that week, and I didn't have my brilliant uh, little segment there on all the uh, reviewing that Joe does in the beginning of each book, who knows if that ever would have been caught. She does bring up a good point, though. I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the professors. I guess it'll be more in in part two, uh, but you know, there's a lot of cool scenes that take place. Oh yeah, and uh, especially with is it McGonagall who sort of mobilizes the entire brings uh, the statues to life. The statues to life. Yes, and- she does. Okay, Nick, could you read the next email from Melissa? Sure. Uh, this is from Melissa. She's 15 and from Utah, and she writes. Hey guys, so I was listening to you guys talking about Goblet of Fire in episode 204, and wondering what Voldemort meant by milking the genie. Well, later on in the book, on page 656, Voldemort tells his Death Eaters that by using a few spells of his own invention, and a potion concocted from uniform, unicorn blood, and the genie's venom, he was able to return to rudimentary weak body of his own. Voldemort needed Wormtail's help to collect the venom, that's why he, that's what he meant by milking her. Hope this helps you guys rock Alyssa. Didn't did we come to that conclusion? 
Yeah, snakes don't have nipples, at least as far as I know. Okay, and Micah, could you read that final email for us? Sure. Uh, Last email comes from Michael Young, 18, of Virginia, and he says, Hey, guys, I actually had this cool story of me meeting awesome people at the Wizarding World and the Potter community being more accepting of randomness than most, but I couldn't find the right words to condense it well, so I'll move to the second part of my letter. Andrew... You can wrap a cake in saran wrap foil, and it'll be good for a few weeks to a few months. I've never pit a cake in the fridge. I think he meant put a cake in the fridge, unless it had ice cream. Love the show. Keep up the good work. I don't know. Matt had a special container for my cake in Vegas, and it went bad after a day or two. Any comment on that, Matt? Oh, this was with no, the, uh, bad. the rock cakes thing? The what? No, it was not the stripper. <laughs> No, I said the rock cakes. What what is he talking about? We, oh, Harry in, in in he put cakes under his floorboard that he like kept oh. for a while, and I was like, how could that That's stay right. good? I don't know. Magic. I guess he's right. Maybe Michael is uh, like that dude on Cake Boss on TLC. He knows what's well, up. Well, there's different types of cakes too. I mean, the keep keeps nice under cupboard well, kind of cakes. Maybe they maybe they were tasty cakes, Andrew. Those things will never go bad. Yeah, I mean, like host, like Hostess Twinkies and stuff. I mean, yeah. they could be, they could be called cakes. All right, fair enough. Jeez. Uh, and finally today, the chicken soup for the Mugglecast soul comes from Scarlet Seventeen in New York City. She writes, "Hello, Mugglecasters. I am. I just wanted to send you an email telling you how thankful I am for your show. I'm attending high school right now, and many people think I'm perfect because I'm pretty popular and head cheerleader." By the way, this girl is just like me in uh, my days at high school. But I'm not the stereotypical blonde cheerleader as you think. I'm, cu- I'm currently living with OCD, and it basically takes over my life. I have a fear of being contaminated and being called conceited. Awesome. I, also, I'm closeted bisexual, so that's one of the major contributions to my OCD. But every time I listen to your show, all of a sudden I stop worrying about the things in my life, which is very rare. I hope you keep up the great work, and thank you for what you've done for me. Love, Scarlet. So thank you, Scarlet, for that. That was very nice. And the P.S. at the bottom, Andrew is my favorite. So I thought that was that was very nice. But honest to God, I do not see those little messages at the bottom until I actually <laughs> get to them. Until I already until I already decide to use the email. Honest to God. Well, we had a good discussion about Deathly Hallows Part 1, Part 2, that whole split situation today. I'm sure a lot of you have some feedback about it. So if you do, visit MuggleCast.com and click on Contact at the top. And there you'll find a feedback form to contact us and let us know if you agree or disagree with anything that we had to say. You can also visit MuggleCast.com to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, uh, find a variety of links all surrounding the wonderful world of MuggleCast. Something, you know, something fun I don't think we've plugged on the show yet. On MuggleCast.com, just go right there and right uh, towards the top, you'll see a video that I made merge. It's it's our trailer analysis merged with stills from the trailer. So as you watch us talk, as you listen to us talk, you can watch the scenes in the trailer that we're talking about. If you've already listened to our trailer analysis show, uh, it's still pretty interesting to watch because you can actually see the scenes that we're talking about. And you get a better idea of exactly what on earth we were talking about during that episode. That's really cool. 
Yeah, thanks. I, a little fun little side project that uh, I think people... And, and I, I would think we, we should be getting a trailer for, for part one probably pretty soon. I think you're right. I think you're right. We will get high-res stills on Monday from that Entertainment Weekly feature. I guarantee it. And we'll talk about those on the next episode, I'm sure. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. I'm Matt Britton. And I'm Nick Myers. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next time with Chapter by Chapter and a whole lot more. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.